Hello, hello, and welcome to Stoner Chicks Podcast, the podcast for stoners by Stoner Chicks. I'm Kayla Teal. I'm Phoebe Richards. I'm Grace Penzel. I'm Stephanie Thompson. And I'm in Montana still. And you know what? <laughs> I have something to tell you that's pretty darn good. <laughs> yeah, what? So there's a little newspaper here in town called the Flathead Beacon, and it has a police blotter. Uh-oh. That oh, is man hilarious quickly what's the size of the town oh the town that i'm oh i looked it up on google the town that i'm closest to is 83 83 people 83 people oh my god okay so this is their police plotter this no the flathead beacon is like kind of all the little towns around the lake kind of encompassing so it has a bit more here we go i'm gonna start with this one 11 14 a.m Someone was concerned that a burnt-out camper trailer would be an attractive nuisance that would get kids into trouble. <laughs> so they called the police because they, they were They called the police. <laughs> <laughs> I just see foreshadowing. Honestly, that would be a tempting place for me yes. to get into trouble when I was a teen. Yep. Teen trouble. Wow. But that's not a police matter. 3.23 no. p.m. Despite signs warning people to not use a driveway to turn around, People were still turning around in the driveway. <laughs> Seven eighteen p.m. A man lying on the side of the highway was mistaken for a bag of trash. <laughs> oh, no. I don't. I don't want to know what that means. The garbage. The garbage collector just pulled over and was like, "Oh, sorry. Thought you were a bag of trash." And this guy's like, "I'm napping." <laughs> That's definitely his voice. <laughs> yeah. I'm napping. <laughs> All right. Here's what I thought was particularly interesting to our podcast. Oh. 9 p.m. Two stoners were hanging out by the railroad tracks. Oh, were oh. they? Oh, I bet they were. I used to love hanging out by railroad tracks. That sounds like a writing prompt. Like, that's the first line. And then each of us has to just, like, fill in the rest. That could be our new warm up. I'm amazed that they use the word stoners in reference to these people in the police blunder. I feel like they're quoting the people that call in. Yeah, that's what it all seems like, or just the... Oh, no, they're literally quoting just the phone calls, I think. Yeah, maybe paraphrasing the phone calls. Yeah. Okay. Somebody just called and was like, two stoners are hanging out by the railroad tracks? Well, yeah. They were like, there's two people down by the railroad tracks, and they are smoking something, I bet. And then that was the cops, like, <laughs> shorthand. That's my guess. I don't know. Or I wonder if they literally called, like, they just uh, transcribed the 911 call and it was like, someone called and was like, there's two stoners down by the railroad tracks, just want you to know. And it looks like they're falling in love. <laughs> One's name is Bert and the other's name is Marie. Bert they and go Marie. To the local high school. Both of them work at the soda shop down by the railroad tracks. And Bert likes to take naps on the side of the highway. <laughs> oh, here's another. Hey, I'm Bert. <laughs> and his best friend Ernie is just his friend. Oh. 8.09 a.m. A young man was fast asleep in the lilac bushes. <laughs> that sounds lovely. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind taking a little nap in the lilac bushes. Phoebe. What? You saying that you want to go sleep in the lilac bushes was so gay. <laughs> oh, because I like a potpourri bush. Potpourri? Is potpourri gay? I don't know. I was just trying to go along. Ooh. Oh, here's a good one. 
4.28 p.m., a woman hanging out in the clothing department of a store was getting itchy. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. 7.23 p.m., a woman successfully dined and dashed for the third time. (laughs) Oh, she keeps getting away with it. (laughs) I just, I was reading those and they were making me laugh so much. And there's a lot of other good ones. And so if you're ever bored, go to the Flathead Beacon to their police blotter. They have, they're online as well. And you can read them. It is hilarious. That's awesome. Thanks, Steph. So, Phoebe, I know you have a product review. I do. I do. I am about to light up a joint from one of my favorite companies, Legendary Laboratories. I really like their pre-rolls. And I got a new to me And it's a grapefruit flower is what the strain is called. Grapefruit flower? Yes. And it is an indica. Cool. So I'm going to light it up. Let's indica see how it feels. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, very smooth. Very smooth. This one is 18%, which I like. I've been into buying slightly lower THC joints because I feel I can enjoy the whole thing more. And I really like the Legendary Laboratories because usually their pre-rolls don't run really bad, which I find a lot of pre-rolls do. Interesting. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. Good to know. So uh, I'm going to puff on that now. Over to you, Grace. Yeah. And you'll tell us later the effects. Yeah. So far, it's smoking real fine. (laughs) So now on to our next segment. This week, I am doing a Stoner of the Week. Stoner of the Week! And when I knew that I was doing a segment this week, I decided to try something a little different. So this week, our stoner of the week is my friend Kay calling in live from out of state. (laughs) (laughs) From far away. From far away. Kay is a mom, an educator, and an artist. She makes beautiful ceramics, and she's one of my oldest friends. We've been friends since we were 13 years old. Welcome to Stoner Chicks, Kay. Thank you for having me. It's lovely to be here and meet everybody. This is awesome. This is the first time we've ever had the Stoner of the Week on the pod while we talk. Yeah, we're breaking rules and breaking format. (laughs) (laughs) The real stoner anarchists we are. I'm pretty high from that joint. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) So Kay is one of the first people I ever smoked with. And yeah, we've been smoking together for a long time. When I think of classic smoking stories, I have one specific one in mind. And I'm wondering if you have the same one. Does it involve walking down to the park? Yes. Yes. Dish, ladies. I know. I can't (laughs) wait to hear. So we were tripping on mushrooms. Yes. And we were upstairs of this small house, but it had like how many stories of three stories? I feel like it was like one level of stairs and another level of stairs and another. And we were very disoriented in this room up there. And we just decided we have to go for a walk. Let's go down to the park. There's this great park down the street. And we were not very experienced and we did not have the necessary supplies, I realize now. (laughs) 
but we had rolling papers and we had bud. And so we tried to fashion a joint that we thought would help us to calm down on our mellow out walk as we um, were going down the street, but it didn't quite work. I, they weren't, they were in large pieces and I'm happy to say my skills at joint rolling have improved greatly (laughs) since then through lots of practice. Yeah, because essentially what happened is we got down to the park and we were trying to light the joint and all of a sudden we looked down and realized all of the weed had fallen out of the joint at some point and we were trying to light nothing. (laughs) Oh no. But we still had a pretty nice time, I think. No. So we went out and it was a spring night and it was still freezing in the night but it there had been some rain or dew and the grass was frozen and as we walked on it it was super crunchy as we're walking through the park crunchy and that was the first time we ever took mushrooms also yes so there you go that's just to give a little background but Kay I'm excited to have you on the podcast because none of us are mothers but we're huge fans of moms who also use cannabis. (laughs) And when I was talking to you a couple days ago, I used the term moms," but I wasn't sure. Is that that like a term that you had heard before? Oh yeah, absolutely. There's probably groups on social media sites that would identify with that language. But I don't know if I would go around saying I'm a cannamom. Ah, (laughs) Yeah. So I wanted to know a little bit more about that. What's it like? Well, here's what it's like. Here's my daughter. We we have been making uh, recipes together and she's keeping track of the peach cobbler that is in the oven. And so one thing about being a parent and especially in these times is we're with our children a lot and the kids need constant interaction and attention. And so one thing that has shifted for me being a parent is setting an intentional time to be really present with them. And so that is, time will be later. You can get it out of the oven with dad's help. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it seems that it's hard to have like any alone time when I'm with the kids or staying at home because being an educator, I do get the summers off and we have been spending a lot of time together lately. And it's very frequent that there is like mom, mom, and it's not very much alone time. And so it's kind of nice to mellow out and just be like, I'm going to go have my alone time. I'm going to be outside. And here's the, here's the other one. Here's my son. (laughs) (laughs) So this is just exemplified, I guess, right now. And I'm going to, I'm on my call. I'll come back in a few minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Aww. So, Kay, did you ever feel like when you first became a parent, did you feel any like pressure or obligation to stop using cannabis at any point? Oh, yes, definitely. I came across some people in Humboldt County where I gave birth to my daughter. We had been in contact with midwives there and had tried to seek out a home birth option. And so we were in tune with what was going on in healthcare for young babies and birthing women in that community. And there was definitely research ongoing there actually about the effects of using cannabis and while pregnant and or continuing to breastfeed. Mm-hmm. So that was controversial research that was going on at the time. And I feel like I did, I did abstain when I was pregnant, but I did not abstain when I was breastfeeding after I had given birth. So 
there was definitely some unknowns and, you know, the packages uh, became legal in my state recently. And I do notice it says like warning, possible risk of reproductive harm or harm to your children for pregnant or breastfeeding mothers. And I kind of do wonder about that. And I haven't found, I guess, any, maybe you all are probably much more educated about it, of research about being pregnant or nursing with children and what could be the long-term effects. Cause I'm not sure even what happened with the research that was happening that I had heard about ongoing. It's still ongoing. The University of Washington is doing a big study right now that I'm really curious to see what comes of that. But if you go on the internet, you still find a lot of conflicting data and opinions. You know, it's still a hot button topic to this day. What was it like? Because another thing that I know about you is that you are a home grower of cannabis. Cool. What is it like growing and what was it like growing when you lived in Humboldt? Well, I really prefer outdoor growing. Indoor growing requires a lot more inputs and energy and money to keep your room clean and going and all the power to run it. And especially as I've settled into having a garden of my own, it's just wonderful to have it over the summer. And so the summers that we grew in Humboldt and tried to make a profit, the summers never generally went very well. We never really made that much money growing it. And so it's been really nice to have that experience to now know how to set up my garden, how to get good clones, didn't get them out there in the earth and set up to soak up the sun and being able to have them set up for watering really heavily in the fall when they mature. And then of course, harvesting it is always a project and it's fun to get people involved in that community aspect of having some people over and cooking some food and doing some trimming is all pretty something that I'm hoping to do now that some of the pandemic restrictions are maybe easing up is bring some of that community aspect back because seeing how the dynamics were in Humboldt prior to general legalization there in California, there was just a lot of tension between the dynamics of growers and people who worked for growers and landowners and not, and who had access to water and not, and who had access to legal help or not. And so I'm sure that things have shifted there since legalization. There's a lot fewer growers. Um, I've only been back to visit once, but I really like being able to grow my own flower and have fresh for myself each year. And it's pretty, it's nice to have a, a garden of abundance, including other things that um, my family grows, like fruits and vegetables and herbs and things. So, Oh, that is so cool. Yeah. How many plants do you have going at, in a typical year? How many do you harvest? Oh, it varies. Let's see. Last year, there we had eight come to maturity. And then nice. this year, with the state regulations, I have 12 on my property, which is now the what how it goes. So to just have them out there, no questions. So I think it's interesting, and I only kind of put this together the other day, that the laws are different there and here in that where you are, you're allowed to just have personal use plants. And here it's grouped with the liquor and tobacco board. So we're not allowed to just grow for ourselves legally. So I think it's pretty, pretty cool that you've got that going on. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, indeed. I think for medical use, there's a special exception in Washington. But um, generally speaking, 
Well, I have personally smoked some of Kay's homegrown, and it really hits different when you know that it's been grown by someone you love. So I feel very and from loved. the sun, direct, <laughs> direct from the sun. That's right. And in the spirit of that, I encourage you all to go smoke some of your lovely weed for this smoke break. Welcome back from your smoke break, stoners. We are here smoking with my friend Kay coming all the way to us from a different state. Are you smoking some of your homegrown? I am. Oh. From the 2021 fall. Yes. 21 fall harvest. Do you find that the harvest from the year prior lasts you the whole year? Oh, yes. And with leftovers, it goes, it ends up going in the compost, the extras, it's still plants. Okay. Here's a question. Is it easier to keep it for a long time in a dry climate than like when you were in Humboldt? Um, Oh, we've had much fewer mold problems. Absolutely. Yes. With fall rains though, that can be dangerous too. So we end up if there's rains in the, the late, the end of the season and the bud's not quite ready, you know, week out, we'll cover the ladies so they don't get wet. And in the climate of Northern California, it was way harder to do that. And everything would get really foggy. No matter what you do here, you could kind of cover it and get away with it. Uh, <laughs> not getting so moldy. Oh yeah. On the coast there, all the fog would certainly mess with crops. I didn't think about that. Yeah, it would really soak it up. You can mitigate it by making sure your plants are aerated and you trim the bottom leaves and things so that you have more ventilation and then there's less mildew and things that can get in there. Oh, whoa. I would never think of that. <laughs> so it's what, a lot of it's work. just improve airflow. So what's, yeah. what strain are you smoking right now? Yeah, that was the other question. Oh, oh, honestly, we're not that. I don't remember. I think we lost the label for this plant, but I liked it because it was a bit more of a sativa, a functional high, Mm -hmm. but this one, we just called plant number three. (laughs) I love it. Plant number three. (laughs) Plant number three. I feel like you could probably call it whatever you wanted. Probably. Something crazy, but plant number three. Yeah, this one was plant number three. (laughs) Do you find yourself getting emotionally attached to your plants? And like, if something happens to them, do you get sad? I guess it's more generally like the garden and my land personally, like when there's things that happen to plants or, you know, God forbid, like dead fauna that I might find like raccoons or skunks. That's it's generally sad when things happen on the land and something. So it's not so much necessarily only the cannabis things, just the general garden as a system Mm -hmm. and things that go down. Do you ever get like weed eating pests? No, actually, my outdoor pests have not really moved in here. I haven't had very many pests. There was problems with mildew one year when the plants were more crowded together and I did not thin out those leaves. I haven't had a lot of, there's indoor. Oh, indoor, we had lots of pests. We had mites, we had molds, we had all kinds of things going on. But outdoor, I have, it's, we've been pretty pest free. I just grow it alongside the garden with everything else. Not too many bugs move in. But that may be changing with the landscape too. What we did have, which was like a horrible pest, is I found out and learned that pollen can travel up to five miles 
So some of our bud and some of our plants got pretty seeded last year from some pollen from some neighbor. And a lot of it was really seedy. Oh, and so that's the annoying thing more so than other pests. It's the humans who are figuring out like, oh, let's learn how to do it too. And then they leave male plants. No, it's always the human's fault. It always is. (laughs) Even in zombie movies, the real enemy is people. That's crazy to think that (laughs) pollen from another weed source could travel that far. Man, ecosystems. What a trip. (laughs) Kay, do you find that your knowledge of environmental science, which you also teach, has been at all helpful or has informed your perspective on cannabis? either the industry or just growing? Well, absolutely. The sustainability potential of hemp as a fiber and as a food is incredible. But for personal use and medicinal use and just making myself feel more calm in the world of chaos, honestly, it's more being able to be a part of systems, but also use those systems to our advantage and feel relaxed but also more connected to many other things love that i love that too well Kay, i love you so much and we're so excited to have had a canamom so to speak on the podcast although you don't identify that way so i'm sorry if that doesn't feel right but thank you so much for coming on and yeah just sharing so much of your relationship with cannabis. Absolutely. Well, it's nice to meet other stoner women. I feel like we should continue to be more visible Agreed. and spread our lifestyle as as things get legalized federally and beyond. Yay. Thank you so much. And I love you. And I'll talk to you soon. And get down on some fucking cobbler. Oh, my God. Yes. Mm, Enjoy yeah, that. I yeah. want some fucking homegrown and cobbler. Oh, thank you. We you have kidding? vanilla ice cream. Yes, we picked them. The peaches were my oh. uh, friends three days ago. So, we're, yes, we're using the rest of them in the cobbler. The life. It'll be great. Have a good evening. Good Wonderful night. to meet everybody. So yeah, great bye, to Kay. meet you. Thank you, Kay. Thank you so much, Kay. Oh, Grace, we love Kay. Thanks for introducing us. Yeah, she's she's one of the smartest, most capable people I know. Just an incredibly strong, generous, intelligent person. And she also gets high and I love it so much. So that's my stoner of the week. Stoner of the week. Hey, Phoebe. (laughs) Hey, Stephanie. (laughs) How's that grapefruit flower hitting you? I'm high and I didn't even smoke maybe half. Half? Yeah. Yeah. Feeling good and feeling silly. Feeling like hanging out with my friends and telling jokes, passing them around. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good thing that that's what we're doing here today. Yeah, I give it full puff (laughs) on a a rating system. (laughs) I want what she's smoking. Yeah. Wait, Grace, did you have something you were going to talk about? Oh, yeah. Well, you know me and my topicals and my oh, bad back and, and my cramps. Oh, yes. Me and my aches and pains. <laughs> Grandma, oh, sorry. Grandma at the seashore. All right, B. <laughs> oh, yeah. Grandma at the seashore. 
So I used to exclusively use this stuff called Liberty Lotion that you can order offline. That's a CBD lotion. And that stuff was great, but it's very expensive and also just more of a pain in the ass for me to order it and wait for it. So I've been trying local things. And the latest thing I got was Fairwinds, predictable, flow cream. So it's from the brand Fairwinds. It's one to one to one ratio cream, CBD, CBG, and C, and nope, CBD, CBG, and THC. <laughs> oh, it's a little nursery rhyme. Wait. A little nursery <laughs> yeah, rhyme. Yeah, baby. Just like a nursery Just rhyme. Just like a CBD, THC, for you and me. Me. Sorry, listeners, for, for that experience. this song with <laughs> like me. this forevermore. Anyways, it smells kind of like Vicks Vaporub. Like it's got a pretty strong like menthol, mentholated mm. smell, like eucalyptus smell or whatever. So you'd have to be prepared for that. But honestly, it's really fast acting. And I've had a couple other ones that I've bought in Seattle recently that I don't know either hit a little late or had a weird like tingling sensation in a very specific way. And this doesn't really have any effect except that it gets to work sort of um, just soothing whatever aches and pains I have. Nice. Yeah. Transdermal absorption is the craziest shit. (laughs) (laughs) Just blows my mind every time, man. (laughs) My mind's blown. <laughs> no, Phoebe. Keep I'm it. doing great. I'm doing great. <laughs> grapefruit flower. <laughs> it might just be grapefruit, and then the flower is just what it says because it's flower. It's flower because it's flower. Yeah, I think it's well, just grapefruit. Great. <laughs> that sounds like a great product that I'd love to try. I got a sore neck right now, and that sounds like it would do the trick. You know what else would do the trick? What? <laughs> Visit our website, stonerchickspodcast.com. That'll Ooh, do that'll see the neck. <laughs> and what if they want to look at fun stuff about us? Oh, you can look at our Instagram, Phoebe, at, at stonerchickspodcast. <laughs> oh. You could look at our TikTok at Broccoli Broads. You could visit us on Twitter at stonerchickspod or go to patreon.com slash stonerchicks to get bonus episodes, merch, and more starting at just $3 a month. Cool. Also, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, which is August 19th, come see three of us in Dubious Advice in Fremont. Tonight. 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 Phoebe, Steph and I are going to be performing at Comedy Sports Seattle. There's going to be an improv show where the improvisers do comedy based off of our dubious advice that we're going to give while drunk and high. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Meanwhile, I'll be at a wedding in the woods. Oh, indeed. I'm thinking about tripping. Do anyway, it. Do it. Oh, hey, you think I should? Yeah. Oh, I'm almost always for tripping. Okay. Surrounded by loved ones in the forest. In the forest. Hey, in Stephanie. The forest. Stephanie. Yes, Ari. What do stoner chicks always say? Oh, they say... 
oh, slop up some peach cobbler and <laughs> smoke some weed, don't you know? Who is this? This is my uh, new character I'm doing about each peach cobbler all slopped up on a plate. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the 70-year-old woman who hangs out in the corner of the diner every single day and smokes cigarettes on the end of a long little holder. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, her. Gosh, all right. Thank you, I listeners. Smoke your weed. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. 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 